It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. Scoop, tell everybody what the anniversary of today is. On this date... Back in 1977, the most important sports movie of all time was released, the one and only Slapshot. How about that? Now, I understand some of you out there might be big Mighty Ducks fans. There's you no, know, Young no. Blood. There's some other good hockey oh, that movies. Too bad. Goon was good. We could go on. Like Miracle, Miracle was good. I mean, that was a great movie. There's lots of them. But Slapshot is where it ends. That The conversation's over. If anybody tells you different, they clearly don't know what they're talking about. Opinions are one thing, but you're just wrong. <laughs> Scoop, I'm Rain. Jonah Gadjevich is here with us, uh, number 22 on the Utica Comets. And we got, we're going to get to know you a little bit better, but can we just, and you can chime in on this, Scoop, it's been with the NHL trade deadline, and it obviously affects the American Hockey League. There's been a flurry of moves, would you call it? Oh, absolutely. A lot of of things happened today. So I find out on Twitter before it officially becomes official or whatever, uh, but Merrick Mazonic, goaltender from my New York Rangers for a seventh-round pick, uh, that trade happened. Now he's on his way to Utica. Zach McEwen is headed back to Utica. But then there's the Jonathan Dolan trade to the San Jose Sharks for Linus Carlson, uh, who the Canucks were looking at previously. According to Jim Benning, they were considering drafting him uh, last year. He's a a good two-way player. They liked him. Uh, And apparently, uh, Darlene's agent had asked for a trade a a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Benning said, you know, if we find somebody that that we like, we'll do that. But if no, we won't. They found a trade they liked, as we talked about earlier, with Josh Levo. They're happy with him in Vancouver. Hey, man, listen, we know there's a process with Travis Green. There no, there's expectations. You've got to be a 200-foot player, Jonah. I think every team wants that with their prospects. It's something I'm sure that you hear about on a regular basis. So what are you working on the most right now to refine your game? Uh, honestly, you know, every day we kind of work on different skills. Um, you know, work a lot with Jason King, uh, the assistant coach there, and he, uh, you know, he's kind of taking the younger guys and we'll go out, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour early before practice, work on stuff. After practice, you know, he's uh, taking us aside, working on different skills. Um, you know, a lot of it is, you know, I guess puck release, shooting the puck. I mean, you know, back in junior, I'd throw up, you know, six, seven shots a game and it was it was easy. You know, here I'm, you know, happy to get one or two. Like, it's, it's a lot, uh, you know, different the speed of the game and getting shots off. So, uh, lately, been working on that. Uh, you know, constantly working on my foot speed, quick starts, um, endurance. You know, just trying to trying to keep up with the pace of the play and then that sort of stuff. These are these are all noticeable things from juniors to where you are now. Yet all of those need to be refined even further to make the next jump to the NHL. Was the transition? expected or does it even though you know the things that you've got to be better at when you make a jump to another level the second best league in the world 
is, is it daunting at first, or did you kind of ease into it? Um, well, you know what? I, I mean, last year, uh, you know, I watched the playoff games between Utica and the Marlies, and, you know, that was really my first time watching AHL hockey in a number of years. And uh, I kind of, I talked with my dad, and then we just kind of said to that, like, hey, this is going to be a bigger jump than I think people expect. I don't think that people really uh, appreciate AHL hockey and, and the level of difficulty that, you know, it's played at. Um, but, you know, I knew that I had a challenge in front of me. And, you know, unfortunately, we've had, you know, just a ton of bodies come through here in Utica. And, um, you know, it's kind of, you know, paved the way for me and, and you know, uh, you know, with my games played and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, for me, I'm just trying to get in the lineup. And, and that's something that's kind of been, you know, at the back of my mind is, you know, what can I do to, to get in the lineup and stay there? Um, but, you know, it's just all about the little things. And I think, you know, every NHL team, but especially the Canucks, like they set a standard and this is how we have to play. And, um, you know, for me, the first couple months was learning how to play that style and, and really focusing on those details. And, you know, I just have to be patient. Given the level of play in the AHL, every night you have a game, you can't take your opposition lightly. But what is it about this Binghamton team that is most frustrating for you to deal with? They've been kind of a burr under our saddle here in Utica. They're a tough team to beat. Yeah, you know what? I think I think with them, it's they're kind of a similar team to us. They're a pretty tough team. They're fast. They play hard, and uh, it just kind of turns into a war on the ice when we play those guys. So I mean, I think the game was probably closer Saturday night than the final score indicated. Yeah, but. yeah. I mean, that tends to happen sometimes, but you know, whether it goes your way or not, you just got to bounce back. We have a uh, you know three more games this week, and just kind of have to switch the focus there. Yeah, the team. It, 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 what a great stretch the team was on. Just, just winning games got to about 10 over 500 overall. And then the overtime loss, up 3 nothing, And then you lost 4-3 in overtime going back to the Rochester game. Which is weird because it was the comeback comments for a while. There was the 3 nothing lead that I say we overcame, you guys overcame. Then there was those two back-to-back games down 2 nothing, And then you come back and win 5 nothing. Uh, you had a part in some of that. Uh, there was a goal in there for Jonah Gadjevich. There was also a fight in there for Jonah Gadjevich. And I said, you walked off the ice, you got a star, they were immediately taking care of your hands for you. You healed yeah. up all right? How, yeah, do you, how do you feel about that role? <laughs> you seem ready to step into that if need be. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, like I said, I'm trying to earn my spot in the lineup. We have a lot of good players. So uh, for me, defining my role on this team and for the organization, I think it's just got to, you know, I got to prove myself. I got to prove that. You know, I'm willing to go to the net hard and, you know, fight for those goals, but even, you know, play a physical side. You know, it's not, you know, they've told me I don't have to fight every night, and I get that, but, you know, I just kind of have to get them to notice me, you know? Well, Zach McEwen was trying to do something very similar with the Vancouver Canucks not too long ago. So. Yeah, and it's, yeah, look at the journey. Uh, undrafted, and as a free agent, he signs with the Canucks, and a season and a half later, I mean, he's coming back down, but he's been there now, so now I think. It's a great learning experience. You know exactly what you need to get better at as far as the little things and the details that you were talking about. But you're a highly touted prospect. I mean, second round, but do you go on Twitter? I know you have a Twitter account. 
you go, do you guys read the stuff that they talk about in social media or on the sports talk shows and things like that? I try to avoid that stuff. Smart decision. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, people can have their opinions. You know, I respect that. That's fine. But, you know, for me, it's it's getting better every day. It's, you know, it's a process. You know, I knew that, you know, coming in, it was going to be a tough year. You know, AHL hockey is tough. My ultimate goal is to get to the NHL. But, you know, it's these little details that I've been working on all year. And it doesn't just happen in a week. It doesn't happen in two weeks. Like, it's consistent effort over months and years of work. It know? has to become second nature. Exactly which is a very hard thing to do. So you're used to this weather, though. <laughs> yeah. You're from Regina? I was born there, but I uh, grew up just outside of Toronto. But So, of course, makes his way to another... I mean, weather-wise, it's a hockey hotbed here. This is craziness outside. It's Scoop and Rain and Jonah Gajevich from the Utica Comets here on Utica Comets Insider. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill with 94.9 K-Rock. It is 10-cent wings. And uh, let's just forewarn you... This is probably the most... Uh, busiest place, the busiest place in Utica right now, given all the snow. I mean, there's a lot of people here getting 10-cent wings. There's no question this has got to be the busiest place anywhere. And I know a lot of places in Utica packed it up earlier today, and they said, we're going home. You know, not this place. So let's uh, let's go back to hockey. Let's talk the Rochester game real quick. Uh, I think it's clear what happened in Binghamton. I don't Bing- Binghamton is what I like to call them, with a little disdain in my voice. But... How did the game get out of hand from your perspective, from the team's perspective, from Color's perspective, where they just kept chipping away at that lead and ultimately it ended the way it did? Because that was a that was an agonizing defeat I mean, sitting you a, there. You get a point. You know, you're happy you get a point. But you, you can't be happy that you gave up a 3 nothing lead. Yeah, the guys that's, weren't happy after That's got to be very frustrating. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've been on the other end of it where we sure. should come back and then earn those two points or that extra point, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely bittersweet. You know, you never want to want to lose a game, especially like that. Um, but I guess it, I think it just kind of comes down to little details, you know, a couple of bad bounces that don't go your way, and, you know, they're right back in it, and, and it's a game. You know, it's kind of a, it's a weird sport. Uh, and anything can happen and there's been many games that have proved that what are what are your thoughts and we talked about this briefly before we got on the air but you know what it's like to have a roommate you said in juniors traded and how you feel from that perspective to see a guy from your locker room leave it's tough people forget about the business it's a business but they forget about the personal aspect of it i'd love to hear some of your feelings on that yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, like I kind of said to you earlier, when I was at uh, the World Juniors last year, I came back and uh, I had a roommate, but he was uh, traded up to North Bay. Uh, so, I mean, that was obviously difficult. He was one of my best buddies on the team. and um, But, I mean, that's that's part of the game. It's part of the business. Um, you know, it, sometimes it makes sense for a team. Sometimes it makes sense for a player to get moved. And, um, you know, in different cases, I mean, especially in, in pro hockey, I've noticed that we've had guys come in and out of our locker room way more than in junior i mean in junior you see maybe maybe two guys get traded at a deadline and that's a lot but you know here we've had multiple guys in and out so i mean it's definitely tough i mean you get close with a lot of these guys and you know they're guys that you want to learn from and guys you respect but you know like i said it's part of the business once saturday's game was over is that when maybe maybe it sort of hung over the locker room a little bit that this this deadline this day was coming and that that moves would happen and that some of the guys that are in that locker room Saturday night may not be there Wednesday night 
or do you just, it's a day off and you don't really focus on it uh, too much. How did you deal with that? What, what were you feeling and thinking after Saturday's game? I mean, to be honest, I didn't even realize that the trade deadline was coming up. It wasn't, I mean, I wasn't expecting to get moved, so I, it wasn't even in my mind at all. I actually came into the to the rink this morning and, you know, the guys were watching Sports Center. obviously, and you know, it's kind of interesting seeing, you know, the guys that get moved, but um, I wasn't paying any attention to it at all, and actually, I took a nap this afternoon, woke up, and saw that Dolan was gone, and it just, it happens, like, it happens so quick, you know, you refresh your Instagram or Twitter feed, and you see eight new trades that happen in the last 20 minutes, so, I mean, it's kind of hard to keep track of it all, but... Uh, you know, it's kind of fun to watch at the same time. Well, because you said it, 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 it's so much different, and there's so much more of a flurry of activity or different guys in and out of the locker room over the course of a professional or AHL season. So Michael Carcone was traded for Josh Levo. Off the top of my head, Dolan, uh, Archie's trade, and things like that. So when these new guys are coming in or leaving the locker room, you look to some obvious guys. The Wacey Hamiltons, Carter Banks with the C, Jamie Cyphers. Are these the guys that, from your perspective, that you kind of look to lead the way and how to handle that transition as, you know, different lines are going to switch up? And, and obvi- the obvious residual, you know, the ramifications of these moves, or is there other guys? Or do you call your dad? Or do you, you have a brother? Do you talk to your brother about those things? Not even necessarily from a hockey sense, but even the off-the-ice stuff and just how, how do we move forward from here? Well, I mean, I think, you know, all the guys that wear a letter, like, you know, Banksy, Sipes, Wasey, all those guys. I mean, even guys that don't wear letters, um, they're all great guys. They're all guys that I look up to. They're all guys that I'm trying to learn from. Um, You know, we haven't had one guy on this team that's, you know, that hasn't fit in, that hasn't been, you know, a good guy, a good person. Um, So, you know, that's why, you know, for me being with this club, like, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for the guys that I get to come to work with every day. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel pretty lucky uh, to be in the hands that I'm in. Um, But, you know, when it comes to hockey or personal stuff, I mean, you know, I'm pretty tight with my family. You know, me and my brother talk a lot and my grandparents and my parents. You know, I try to talk to them. I talk to them every day, to be honest. And, um you know, those are the kind of people that I that I open up to. You know, I'm lucky, you know, to have a lot of amazing people in my life. And, you know, now I have, you know, 20, 25 new guys on the team that I can uh, also share that with. Who have you really hit it off with, though? Like, who's who's your launch partner? Like, who do you, who do you run to go see a movie with or something like that? If it's not your girlfriend. Is your girlfriend here with you? Uh, she actually just went home this morning. But okay. uh, she'll come and stay with me for a couple weeks here and there. And, you know, it's always so nice having her. She's... Uh, you know, so great to be around. So I feel pretty lucky to have her in my life as well. well what about the guys? Uh, the guys, you know what? Uh, there's, you know, I, I knew Grammar from uh, from before. We we used to actually work out together a couple of years back. Um, you know, Woodsy and I live in the same building. Uh, he's just been a great guy since the day I met him. And, yeah, he's you know, fantastic. Uh, just a genuinely good person. Chatty. You know, I was close with obviously Palmu and then Yolevi and those guys. So. Um, you know, there's lots of amazing guys uh, that, that are on the team. I'm kind of interested and fascinated in something you touched on briefly earlier. What sounds like a little bit of extra time before and after practice with Jason King and some of the guys putting in a little uh, extra effort, it sounds like, trying to hone a, a couple of skills. Does that happen on a daily basis? Does he work with different groups of people every day? Or is this, is this something you're doing every day? 
Well, actually, a little while back, I, I kind of approached him earlier in the season and just, you know, asked him for video, asked him, you know, at the end of a practice, hey, do you mind, you know, giving me some passes or giving me a couple of drills that I can do just to kind of, you know, work on some skills? Because, you know, obviously I wasn't getting in the lineup as much as I wanted to be, and I wanted, I knew that I, ha- I would have to do extra to, to kind of earn my spot. So uh, ever since then, he's been so great, and he's been, you know, showing me video after games. He's been, you know, taking me aside after practice, doing extra things and uh you know he's also been doing that with a lot of the other younger guys and uh you know to be honest i think that goes a long way for us jonah gadjevich is with us it's utica comets insider we're at the 72 tavern and group with 94.9 k-rock we got to take our first break of the night well we got a lot more questions so we'll give you a chance to have a couple sips of water we'll all catch our breath we'll all smell the wings they're 10 cents well while we're down here, actually, it's till nine o'clock tonight. It's a, it's yeah, a. And they're doing this six to nine now. It, it initially started out as a seven to nine thing, but you know, weeks to come, make sure you get down here. Maybe at six, get a jump on. There's no shortage of people still walking in that door. So we're going to be right back with number twenty-two on the Utica comments, Jonah Gadjevich on ninety-four point nine K Rock. Back to Rayman and Scoop on Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And even though the snow is falling and the wind is howling, it is a beehive of activity here at 72 Tavern and Grill. Ten-cent wing night. All the festivities brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, Pathfinder Bank. Of course, if you missed parts of our earlier conversation with Jonah Gadjevich, We'll have that posted to social media later at KROCKCNY on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram stories. And of course, you can always tune us in on a Monday night with the KROCK app, KROCK.com. We're streaming there. You can ask Alexa, your Amazon smart speaker, to enable the KROCK Utica skill. And we did want to mention uh, a couple of the other transactions that had happened that we didn't touch on in our first segment. Uh, Brandon Anselmini, excuse me, Anselmini called up from Kalamazoo earlier today. And then uh, previously, uh, I believe it was before the weekend, it was Kyle Thomas also called up from Kalamazoo. Yep. And the Comets signed forward Mike Smatula to a professional tryout contract, if I'm not butchering his name. Dude, just the fact that you had to take that one for the team, you're <laughs> all right with me. We'll, uh, you know, I, I read his name. The first thing I thought about was that old weird Al Yankovic bit. You know, Spatula City. Come on down to Spatula City. Every kind of spatula. You know, that whole thing. We'll ask the voice Joe Roberts. He's going to join us in our next segment uh, for proper pronunciation. He gets the guide, of course. Uh, from Canucks Army, we also have Corey Hergott joining us at about 745. But one more segment right now with Jonah Gadjevich. So I wanted to ask, and some people have asked me to ask, so... I'd be curious to hear what you think about this, but I want to bring up the Vancouver media again. And there is always this, I think it's a 50-50 debate. Everything is, you know, you're on one side of the debate or the other. But everybody wants to talk about the way that the prospects are being handled down on the farm team, down in Utica for the Vancouver Canucks. And this happens within every organization, especially as the the Canucks are basically in the second year of a rebuild right now with the Sedins retiring and going in a different direction. So a lot, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of talk about you, Jonah, and, and that's why I bring this up. They're not developing the right way, whether it's you or some other prospects, and they get on Coach Call hard. They get on Call uh, Color really hard. And we want to know, I want to know your thoughts about Coach Call. And what you think, 
um, how he teaches you. How because, he teaches. Because my whole sense of the thing is, even with Jason King, like you're talking about, this is a teaching and learning experience yes. for you guys. And there's a certain kind of player they're trying to mold you guys into being that fits the system. And it all seems to be, you know, uh, towards that end. Because to a man, not one guy has has had anything to say that wasn't extremely positive in the way he communicates and lays out expectations and things like that. And we think he's doing a fantastic job, but we don't play for him. So, Yeah, I mean, you know, Color's been nothing but honest with me. You know, he calls it how he sees it. He tells me what I need to work on, and, and that's what I'm doing. Um, you know, I think... I think for the Vancouver media, I think it's just easy to point a finger and say, you know, this is this is why this is happening, and it's because of him. So it's like I mean, they, it's like they need clickbait or something. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, that's not. I don't. I don't agree with them at all. Um, you know, it's been a tough year. It's been a learning curve, but you know, I don't put any blame on you know color and and nor should anyone. Um, you know, obviously, I think you know. I am developing. I, I do feel better. I do feel like a better hockey player now than I did back in September. And you know what? It's you know it might not be as fast as some people would like, but that's how I'm developing, and I'm going to continue to develop. Maybe at this speed, maybe faster. I don't know. Like it's you know I can't predict the future, but you know I think that I have a great coaching staff here, and you know I think Vancouver has great tools up there, and you know that's just I just got to keep working with that. For those that don't know, uh, Jonah turned 21, I believe, it was in October. 20. 20. 20 in October. That's right, 98. That would be barely 20. So not even legally, technically old enough to have a beer, and you're, you're getting ahead of the game, some of you Vancouver. We have a lot of listeners that check out the podcast, and, and some of you want to share this in social media and let some of your friends know. It's right out of Jonah's mouth. He's pretty much right where he needs to be in his professional hockey career. What about Utica, though? How do you like it in Utica so far? Uh, hanging out, finding places to eat, making any new friends. It's a small city, I'm sure. How far outside of Toronto did you? Uh, I'm about 45 minutes outside of Toronto. Just a little uh, small town called Whitby. Smaller than this? A little bigger than this? Uh, I think it's a little bit bigger, yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's kind of different. You know, back in my hometown, I have all my buddies and, yeah. and you know, stuff. My, my school, and I kind of know where everything is. But, you know, coming here for the first time, I was, you know, I didn't know where anything was. I didn't, you know, obviously, you know, driving in the States as well, miles had no idea what that meant so it's trying to learn miles per hour versus kilometers per hour any measurement really yeah exactly and uh the yeah the currency you know i got one dollar bills i'm used to having loonies and toonies flopping <laughs> yeah. around my wallet so. why do we do things the way we do in this country i just don't <laughs> understand scoop well i think it's interesting that uh you're making this transition but i'm also curious like coming here and this is such a hockey crazed town I'd like to hear how you compare it to your junior experience. Um, and, I, and I think, too, I'd like to get you to comment on what it's like to be able to come here and focus on your game and learn and study uh, and, and how maybe this area and Utica is conducive for you to, to keep your focus on your game and not get caught up in what the media says and, and just go to the rink every day and work on what you have to work on. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I find, you know, I played junior in Owen Sound and, uh, you know, we it was not the best barn. It was it was kind of a smaller arena, but we packed it every but people night. people care about that yeah. hockey. And, and the fans were just incredible. You know, we'd walk around town and people would go, oh, great game last night. Or, you know, they'd just, you know, talk to us and, and they were kind of in awe that, 
you know, we were kind of like celebrities in that town or whatever, but, you know, it's kind of like the same here. You know, we come to the rink and it's full for games and the atmosphere is just incredible. And I think that goes a long way, you know, for a team because, you know, we, we also go on the road and there's some places that we play in where there's maybe 50 fans, 100 fans in the, in the stands. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, that would be horrible playing here and in front of this. But, uh, you know, I feel pretty lucky to, to have played in this, in this uh, arena here. And, um, you know, I, yeah, I find it kind of similar to my junior rink as well. You notice, uh, I notice that you're out and about like everybody is. It's an expectation partly and it's part, part of the job, but it doesn't seem like anybody minds on, on this team. There's, there's really a very professional character type of locker room within the Robert Ash calls it the the Comets way but they they kind of demand you got to have character to play on this team and it seems like that's what they focus on off the ice and you guys are out in the community reading to kids spending time in schools and things like that just making a lot of appearances to get involved to get out of the apartment so you get to know the area that you didn't know when you got here a few months ago um Talk to me a little bit about that and those, some of those experiences and maybe what the fans are saying to you when you're out at those in the response. I mean, it's similar to what you were just describing in juniors. Yeah, I mean, I've had some fantastic experiences here uh, doing some community visits. I've done, uh, you know, a lot of reading. I went to some schools, played some floor hockey. Um, you know, I went uh, and uh, to a place with people uh, to visit people with developmental disabilities and, uh, you know, just got to hang around with them for a bit and meet them and take pictures and, you know, just to see the smiles on their faces and, and to see the kids get so excited. Um, you know, that's, you know, it, then it's that kind of at that moment that you kind of think like, you know, it's more than just a game. Like, you know, mm-hmm. this is, you know, this is what it is. This is what it's about kind of thing. Um, you know, just to think that, you know, we're role models for for people in the community. So to be able to go out in the community and then kind of experience that, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, heartwarming. So we- jo- Jonah Gadjevich with us here. Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill at 94.9 K-Rock. I apologize. So when you were a kid, who were your hockey idols? Who were the people you looked up to, the guys you wanted to watch on Hockey Night in Canada, the guys who, man, it would be cool if I could play like that guy yeah um you know what my favorite player growing up was actually matt sundin um yeah i'm not you know i just i love the way he played you know i watched hockey night in canada every you know i think it was like saturday night we would throw on the leaf game and watch them and um you know that's just kind of what we did and we also had you know an ohl team the oshawa generals right close by and uh funny enough i also grew up watching cole castles who played here absolutely Uh, grew up watching him play for them and uh, you know, I watched Michael Del Zotto, John Tavares go through, you know, the Generals organization and, um, you know, just seeing kind of names like that, you know, back then they're, you know, they're just kids and uh, I don't think people realize that, but now they're, you know, superstars, they're professional athletes and, you know, that's kind of what, you know, I wanted my path to be like as well. You're on the way, man. What's the, the biggest lesson that you've taken from a Comets teammate? something they've taught you be it uh, you know related to the game of hockey or life or something that they told you that like wow i'm gonna file that away and uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna use that for a long time um you know what i've had some i've had some good chats actually with a lot of the guys um but i i you know it's very simple but a lot you know a couple of the guys have said it to me but i feel like this has been i guess the most relevant 
you know, with my struggles this year, but it's just guys just saying stick with it. I find, like, you know, there was a lot of times this year where, like, I'm frustrated. Like, I just, you know, I want to play. I want to play more. You know, I, I continuously want more, and I think that's what, you know, makes me the person and player that I am. Like, I just, I want to be better. I want to, you know, I strive for greatness, basically. Yes. Um, you know, stick with it just kind of is just what's going through my head all the time. Like, when there's times where I'm just like, oh, I don't, you know, it's so easy to just throw in the towel or just not give 100% effort. But, you know, if you stick with it and give it everything you have, like, you'll see what's going to happen. They said there's an old saying, you got to fail to succeed sometimes. you got to get knocked down a little bit, but you get back up and you'll rise above it eventually because the reward will be so much greater once you get there. We got a, we got our uh, next break lined up, but I just, I got to do this. I know, I know. I, I just got to throw one more thing at Jonah Gadjevich from the Utica Comets before we do wrap it up. Going through a scouting report that I found online, we covered a lot of parts of your game that you're obviously working on the details for, but I did I did want to notice, and I mentioned this briefly, not afraid to get in that mix and will get under the skin of opponents. That's that feisty attitude that you just described right there, applying to life. So I think it's accurate. Yeah. I think there's uh, some real good pieces in every part of your game. I've noticed it. I know Scoop and I have talked about it before. Just keep doing what you're doing. I totally agree with you. So good luck in the future. Thank you for joining us tonight. We really appreciate the time. And uh, he's going to be in Vancouver one of these days. Don't you worry. Thanks so much for having me. That's Jonah Gadjevich. Enjoy some wings. Yeah, will do. Yeah, we can get them brought right over here for you if <laughs> you want. I like that. Ten cents. This, Sign me up. This is 94.9 K-Rock. We're at the 72 Tavern and Grill. Utica Comets Insider. It is Ten Cent Wing Night. And we have the voice, Joe Roberts, next. Utica. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice, Joe Cujo Roberts. It is 10 cent wing night at the 72 Tavern with 94.9 K-Rock and Utica Comets Insider. Thanks again to Labat Blue Slocum Diction and Pathfinder Bank for making this all possible. Thanks also to the man that's on the phone right now, the voice of the Utica Comets, Joe Roberts. Not only does he call the game, he does a lot of other stuff behind the scenes, but he's also nice enough to connect us with the players like Jonah Gadjevich that we just had on the air. It's scoop and rain, so we're down here. Place is packed as usual. This weather hasn't stopped anybody from enjoying these wings. It goes till 9 o'clock tonight. It's been a crazy flurry of a day of transactions and trades and things like that. So let's cover them again since we've got Joe here. Uh, Merrick Mazonic, a goaltender, is headed back down here uh, to the Utica Comets along with Zach McEwen. Joe, let's start there. Uh, what's the first thing popping in your mind? Uh, you know what? I'd, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Mazanich fits into the system as far as goaltenders go. And um, I know that he's... Uh, Pretty well-seasoned goaltender. I think he's 27, 28 years old. He's a right-handed catching goalie, which might look a little funny to some people when they first see him. But uh, other than other than that, um, you know, it's uh, it's obviously to be seen. Uh, as far as McEwen goes, you, you'd love to have him back, right? I don't think there's anybody disappointed about him coming back to Utica. Um, you know, he might be a little upset to be coming back down to Utica because I'm sure he wanted to stick up there in the National Hockey League. But uh, I also think that he understands that. The process of development is uh, oftentimes a lengthy one, and uh, he'll be back there, no question about it. So uh, in the meantime, let's enjoy the ride while we, while we get those guys back and 
um, and, and take on the new experience with the new netminder. Joe is a guy who is constantly memorizing rosters and getting acquainted with the players on this team and others. You have a day like today, and, and Jonathan Dolan gets traded to the Sharks for Linus Carlson. We've got guys coming up from Kalamazoo, Brandon Anselmini and, and Kyle Thomas. we got a PTO guy now, uh, Mike Smatula. How dizzying is this for you, a, a day like this, with all this change and all the, uh, the, the rosters being in flux? Um, you know, that, that doesn't do that much. Uh, you know, that doesn't affect guys like me so much. Um, you know, it's part of our job. Something that we know is going to happen. Um, what affects me more is kind of the human element of things that people oftentimes overlook. Um, you know, Jonathan Pollan is a great young man, and he's one of those kids that you um, you hope that it works out the best for him because he deserves it. I actually called me this evening, um, just kind of said thanks for uh, for everything and. And, uh, it was just it was great to get to know him. So that's kind of the human element that people oftentimes don't understand that's in this business. Um, you know, it's easy to talk about somebody getting traded. It's easy to say, oh, I don't like this player. I whatever. But there's there's a human element that people don't recognize. Um, and that's kind of kind of a tough pill to swallow sometimes. So, um, you know, while I while I hope the new opportunity is one that's fruitful for him. Uh, I feel for the cross-country move that he has to take on with his girlfriend and in North America for the first time. So um, as far as, you know, keep track of the bodies and the names, that's uh, just uh, part of the process. Yeah, we had this, We had a little bit of this exact same conversation with Jonah Gadjevich just a few minutes ago. We were talking about when Karks got traded and when Arch got traded and how you know, there's a, it takes a few days to get over the shock of that because the business aside, these are people with girlfriends, wives, families, children. And, and, and Joe, I don't think a lot of people even think of that. You no. know, you see the, the constant chirping, whatever, on, on Twitter, people weighing in with their opinions. But I don't think they look at what you just described. I mean, you know these guys and, and they're in the office, they're at the rink. And something like this happens, and there there is a human element to it that's that makes your day kind of strange. It, it makes for a strange day. It absolutely does. And today was one of those where a lot of human lives, not just hockey players, were affected. Joe. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's hard. Um, it's really hard. And uh, you know, earlier that day, I sat down with Dolly, and we took about thirty five minutes, and we actually recorded an episode of the podcast. Um, you know, and, and it's just one of those things where it's, um, you know, he, he kind of spoke about maybe, uh, you know, I think there's some parts of home that he misses and, and then now he's moving even sort of farther away, really, when you think about it across the country. So, um, you know, it's, I think it's going to be a little bit difficult for him once he gets settled in though, it's going to be great. And yeah, like you said, scoop, I mean, um, don't, don't think that people don't take into consideration that element, know that they don't take into consideration that element. Uh, it's just a part of it. It's sort of a part of being the business of, of a public figure, and um, you get traded. There's not much you can do about it, and um, onward and upward, I hope. Joe Roberts is the voice of the Utica Comets. You hear him, of course, every game on 94.9 K-Rock. We're down here at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's scoop and rain for 10-cent wig night. It go- it's good till 9 o'clock, and this is, of course, Utica Comets insider. Guillaume Breezy Brisebois is the most recent Comets cast that you put out and soon to be followed up, as you said, by Jonathan Dolan and what you recorded earlier. 
Uh, but tell us a little bit about Breezy and that one. He obviously had a few games up in Vancouver, kind of flip spots with Ashton Saltner, uh, but take it from there. Man, he's about uh, one of the nicest kids you could ever meet. Uh, he's so humble, um, but he was also, and as he should be, he was really, really proud of himself when he got that call up. Uh, there was a lot of hard work that he put in to, to get to that point and, and to make his NHL debut. And, uh, you know, he had a couple of, oh, my God, moments when he was up there just because, you know, he's living his dream. He is, he is living out his childhood dream of playing in the National Hockey League. So, uh, what do I always say? Good things to good people, or at least that's what we hope. So, that was certainly one of them. Well, I'm happy for him. I really am, and I hope he has a long, prosperous NHL career. Um, you know, obviously – they think that he has some more stewing to do in the American Hockey League, and uh, but I but I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, it's crazy. He got the call, and he sat for a few games. You, you want you get that call, you get up there, you want to get in that next game. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you're just kind of an emergency call up, pending so many other things and variables. So he had to wait. Did you guys have a chance to talk about that? I haven't been able to listen to the podcast. Any thoughts on that from him or anything that you can relate? Yeah, I mean, I think that he definitely had a moment like that. I think he he wanted to go there and he wanted to play, and um, that's what uh, he knows how to do. That's what he knows he's good at. And he wanted to he wanted to make a difference. And, uh, yeah, he had to sit and he had to sit and wait, but – he said that experience for him was just, I mean, you only get one NHL debut, and um, I don't think to him it really mattered how long it took. He just wanted to get it, uh, and that's exactly what he got. So, again, I'm happy for him. It's a, it's a great opportunity for him, and I hope that uh, he gets another one soon. Reflect on the frustrations of blowing a 3 nothing lead Friday night and then just going into Binghamton. We just have trouble with that team in Binghamton. Um, and I had remarked earlier that maybe Saturday's game was a little closer than the final score indicated because it was tight for a while. Uh, your reflections from those Friday and Saturday night games? Uh, obviously, you want to hold the lead. Uh, you're especially going to hold the lead against the divisional leader. Um, you want to make sure that that's something you can do. Um, those, are the, those are the games that you get that advantage and uh, you have to close it out. Um, as far as... Saturday and Binghamton goes, yeah, you said it. We have a tough time matching up with them. They were a thorn in our side all season. Uh, we're a little thin on bodies, but that's not really an excuse. you got to perform. you got to figure it out. Um, a couple bounces that went their way, uh, redirected goals, uh, and, and I guess that's the way it is. So, um, you know, the both games, obviously, there were opportunities to take control and, and pick up a victory, but uh, it didn't happen in either case. At least you get one point in that Rochester game. Uh, when it boils down to it, you've got to be able to turn the page and, and do a job the next time around, and that'll be Wednesday again with a chance of redemption against Rochester. I got a 10-second ten, ten second answer here. Uh, final question for you tonight, Joe Roberts, voice of the Utica Comets. Rosters are now locked with the NHL trade deadline passing as far as who can be on the postseason roster. Am I correct or incorrect? Uh, that is correct. Thank you very much. It took one second. We appreciate you and the time every Monday at about 7.30, Joe. The comments are back at it on Wednesday. That means Joe Roberts is back at it as Revenge. well. Revenge. Yeah, with a call on 94.9 KREC. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Corey Herga from Canucks Army. And uh, well, believe it or not, there's more to talk about. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider. It's Rain Man and Scoop. 
It's brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Every Monday night, you can listen on the K-Rock app, krock.com. You can stream it. You can ask Alexa, your Amazon smart speaker, to enable the K-Rock Utica skill. And, of course, if you missed any of our conversation from earlier with Jonah Gajevich, you can hear that uh, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Google. We will tweet the links at K-Rock CNY, Facebook, Twitter, the Instagram stories, and... It's been a busy day in terms of transactions and the ups and downs and the ins and outs. And to help us make a little bit of sense of all that, um, we have uh, our go-to guy with regards to the Vancouver media and what the Vancouver sort of mindset is. If it's not Ben Burnell from the Observer Dispatch, it's going to be Corey Hergott with Canucks Canucks Army. And uh, I I watched a 20-minute video today. Uh, some of the press questioning Jim Benning, and a, a couple of things struck me. There seemed to be some disappointment that uh, Jonathan Dolan got traded, mm-hmm. and but I also made note of the fact that uh, Benning seemed to like how Ashton Sautner did when he was there, and uh, Guillaume Brisebois, he was questioned about that. But there seems to be a degree of frustration that we didn't get more out of Dolan, Corey, and I, if you could talk about that a little bit, and uh, you know, we we got the revelation. I didn't realize, anyways. Apparently, that Dolan's agent had asked for a trade about two weeks ago. Your comments, Corey? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that uh, you know that the that Dolan uh, wanted to to move on. Um, I I really did see some progression in his game, starting to to get there in uh, you know playing a little bit more engaged in all three zones. So, you know, I I could see it coming. I I, I guess uh, you know he asked for a trade, so maybe he was running out of patience with uh, with his deployment or with how his AHL career is going so far, and, and felt it was time to move on. Um, the thing that I always come back to when it comes to how these players are being uh, deployed by the coaching staff and how they're being used in the lineup is at the end of the day, Trent call needs to send players to Vancouver who are going to be able to play NHL games for Travis green. And we've heard Travis green say time and again, that he needs players that he can win with and players who are hard to play against. And that's, you know, I, I see Jonathan Dolan has, gobs and gobs of skill i really really like a lot of his game um and i did see that uh you know um that hard to play against you know starting to get there but it it wasn't there yet it it, you know people have to be patient with that and and uh, i just i don't think he's quite ready for nhl games and it sounds like he thinks he might be you know fairly close to that i'm going to be perfectly blunt in in my assessment as you said the skill is there what I noticed with Jonathan Dolan that perhaps made him not ready yet was some defensive lapses at times, maybe not knowing where he was supposed to be, perhaps not being physical enough. It was that part of his game that really needed further development because offensively, highly skilled. That was clear if you watched him on the ice. I don't know if you agree, disagree, or want to tweak that, but go ahead. Well, I agree with what you're saying, and I don't want to say anything disparaging about the player, but I did catch. Uh, um uh, Joe, his segment when he was on with you guys ahead of me here, and he was—I was really happy to hear him bring up the human element of all of this. And uh, you know, I heard Jonah Gajevich on with you earlier as well, and, and him the way he discussed uh, the way he works with the coaching staff, and the coaching staff works with him, 
and I've I've had this conversation uh, with Zach McEwen and with Zach McEwen's uh, parents about the coaching staff, and it's one of those things where, you know, this coaching staff works with you, and they, you know, they identify areas in your game that need work, and they they coach you through those uh, those areas, and you know, at some point, it's also up to the player. Um, you know, to take that on and to and to really dig down and get into it. And in fairness, I think Dolan was starting to get there. I just I just think this might have happened a little bit uh, a little bit too quick. I would have liked to see him stick around a little bit longer. Not just not taking enough time to fill out the two hundred foot game that we've talked about so many times. Scoop, go ahead. I was wondering what else stood out to you, Corey, in the twenty minute or so press comments and, and junket sort of thing that we, we heard from Jim Benning today. Uh, you know, he sort of alluded to some of these young guys maybe think that they're NHL ready before they really are. And I think Travis Green wants a certain kind of player. And Jonathan Dolan probably wasn't at that place yet. And what else stood out from you uh, in Jim Benning's remarks today? Well, I like hearing him talk about the fact that there are players progressing in Utica because, I mean, I I see the progression in the in all of the the young players' games um, over like from the start of the season until now. So it was nice to hear him talk about that. Uh, I really liked what he had to say about Zach McEwen. I actually heard uh, Travis Green uh, speak about Zach McEwen today as well, and that uh, when he went to sit down with Zach and and you know discuss with him you know, what he needed to work on on his way back down to Utica. Zach piped up and basically told him more or less everything that he was going to say. So um, it's really good that these young players, you know, some of these young guys really get it. Uh, I feel like Jonah, uh, pardon me, uh, hearing your interview with Jonah, I feel like, uh, you know, along the same sort of vein as as Zach, he gets it. He knows that uh, there's work to do on his game and that, uh, you know, if he, if he follows the plan that the coaching staff puts in place for him, that uh, he has every chance to succeed, but you know, he has to put in the work to do it as well. And he just seems like he's got that same sort of uh, similar drive as to what we see from Zach McEwen. Uh, I also really liked what he had to say about Ashton Sautner. I I think Sautner is, uh, he's a guy that should be up there for the rest of the season. I, I think, as much as I'd love to see him back in Utica, because I think they really, uh, they really need his game. I think he's one of those guys. That's another success story that, you know, this, this uh, management group found a player who was undrafted. They signed him, they developed him and Ashton to his credit has taken the notes from the coaching staff and put in the work. I was able to speak with him at uh, training camp in Whistler this year. And he talked about how, during uh, his exit meetings last year, the coaching staff really wanted him to uh, take his physical game up another notch. And I think we can all <laughs> clearly agree he's done that and then some this year. So he's one of those guys that takes the notes the coaching staff gives him. He, he puts the work in and, and makes that part of his game and he's being rewarded with it. I, I really like what he's, uh, what he's done this year and I'm happy to see him rewarded. I couldn't hear all the questions in that Jim Benning press conference, but I thought for a moment that maybe he was talking about Luke Shen and his veteran presence. Did, did you happen to catch that? Or maybe maybe did I get that wrong? Or it, it, I, it, I seem to hear a lot of positive things about how uh, Jim Betting seems to think we are bringing the players along here. And I know this is a, a topic of constant discussion with you, Corey, on Twitter. 
Yeah, he did talk about. I think he was asked about Luke Shen and, and what he thinks he can he can bring to the table up in Vancouver. And uh, unfortunately, from what I can from what I've seen, Shen wasn't uh, one of the players who was papered back down to Utica, uh, so he won't. I don't think he's going to be available for to the team the rest of the way and for the playoffs this year, uh, which is a little bit unfortunate if that's if that is indeed the case. Uh, you know, Shen's he's got NHL pedigree. He's been around a long time. He's he's kind of like the Benjamin Button of how he's his NHL career is going. He he was drafted and you know started playing right away and played a long time in the league, and now he's kind of going uh, starting over from the AHL again this season. Um, from what I understand, uh, Dallas Eakins did great work with him in San Diego and really helped bring his game along a bit. And uh, you can clearly see what he's uh, what he's brought to the back end in Utica. He's really settled things down. Whether he was paired with Ashton Sautner or with Guillaume Brisebois, he really um, he you know he brought a heavy game in in his own end and in the neutral zone. He he got some nice uh, stretch passes away. Uh, he was getting some looks on the power play and looked good there. Now, will that all translate to the same way to the NHL level? I, it might not because it's a little faster pace up there, but I think he can, you know, he's been there. He's done it. He, I think he can hold his own and, and probably, uh, you know, he made that trade of Eric and Branson uh, possible today. So, uh, you know, that's a good feather in his cap. I think that made a lot of people happy. Vancouver <laughs> from some of the stuff I read. Give me 60 seconds. It's about all we got left till our final break of the night, which was actually technically about 60 seconds ago. I just want to bring up a couple names really quick with Corey Hergut of Canucks Army here on Utica Comets Insider at 94.9 K-Rock. Merrick Mazonic, uh, as far as the goalie situation, how that's going to play out, talk to me on that. And uh, I know that you watch all the games, so a quick comment on Kyle Thomas, and we're calling it Smatula, right? That's what I'm trying to say it as. Or Smatula. Like, like Spatula. Well, I haven't heard a pronunciation yet. Mike, uh, who was signed to the PTO, and what you've seen as far as them in Atlanta. Give me 45 to 60 seconds. We'll wrap it up. I think I've heard Joe call him uh, Mike Smatula, so I'm going to go with Smatula. Um, I thought he, he's shown well in, in his first uh, little action with the Comets. And Kyle Thomas, obviously, he's got two points in two games. And, uh, you know, that shows well on his, on his side. He was brought in for this exact reason so uh, good on him for stepping up when he was called upon um yeah i, I just uh, I, I think that uh, the comets are just going to have to do the same thing they did last year and get everybody pulling on the same end of the rope and uh hopefully this uh, stretch drive towards the playoff run uh, goes in their favor it's going to be a lot of hard work i think right down to the wire this year goalie situation uh, real quick 10 seconds uh, oh. we'll be back to kalamazoo what do you think yeah, I think it, I think we'll see uh, Kolbakov back to Kalamazoo, and he'll be able to kind of settle in and, and uh, develop a little bit more and, uh, with a little bit less pressure. And Michael Layton has really been lights out kind of since he came. And uh, having uh, Mazinitz there to, to back him up, I think, will really give the Comets a, a bit of a calming presence on the back end, and, and they'll need that with, uh, you know, with a kind of a, a revolving door of, of defenders back there as they've had this year. I think it'll be a nice calming presence. If you are a Utica Comets fan, at C-O-R-Y-H-E-R-G-O-T-T, follow it on Twitter. Trust me, even though you're out in Vancouver, he knows this team as well as anybody in this market. He's a go-to as far as information and analysis. This is Utica Comets Insider from the 72 Tavern and Grill. Every Monday night we're here. Thanks to Jonathan Gadge- or Jonah Gadjevich, excuse me, to Joe Roberts and to Corey Hergott. I'm Rain. This is Scoop. Go Comets!